Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 20th. This week we welcome the vocalist Luke Blanchard of the band Lifelink straight out of Arizona. They will join us here to talk about the upcoming record that they have released, the new EP, Love Lost, uh, and it, which includes uh, the hit single, Terminal. Right now you can check it out, uh, the, the uh, video right now online. You can check out the romanshow.com for information. So it's coming up next, Luke Blanchard of Life Link. This plus much more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lighten, We're going, Lighten. GNC, we're going. Tell you, go. Control, go. Go, go. Go, go. We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're go. Lighten. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, Rodolfo Roman here of The Roman Show, your host alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. Uh, well, we got a lot of news to talk about, but first and foremost, we got to get it right here out of the way. December 9th at the Jorge Mascanosa Youth Center, 250 Southwest 114th Avenue. You got to check it out. Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest. Wrestling returns to the city of Sweetwater in South Florida. A free wrestling show featuring Glacier, Jesse Neal, and a whole long list of pro wrestlers. And it's absolutely free. December 9th, put it on your calendar. Last week we announced that there will be a title fight. That's right, there will be a title fight on that card. So for more information, head on over to eventbrite.com. Look up their Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest to get your free tickets right now. Don't be the one. Don't be that guy that's going to be standing. Get your tickets right now on eventbrite.com. All right, guys. Make sure to follow us on social media at The Roman Show on Twitter, roman 201 on YouTube, and we are always live on our website, theromanshow.com, which you can actually see an exclusive interview with Hangman Page of Ring of Honor, a member of the Buller Club, our good friend and colleague, contributor Mr. James Hand was out there in Columbus, Ohio, covering the Ring of Honor show. Check that interview out right now, posted on our YouTube channel, All Roman 0201. With that being said, let's talk some pro wrestling. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, time to talk to pro wrestling. It's been a pretty dormant uh, week in pro wrestling, wouldn't you say? First and foremost, you didn't even introduce me for me to even plug my margarita of the day. It's a passion fruit margarita. It's actually very good. You want to sit? Not now. I just wanted to cut to the chase, man. You know, it's just, uh, I'm in that mood, you know what I mean? I understand, but when you're as dashing as me, everything just stops. Everything just stops. You, you... You enjoy, you take in the dashing aura of, of course, 
dashing George Alonso. But yes, things are picking up. Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, thanks for plugging, of course, the Sweetwater Fan Fest, December 9th. Don't be the guy, like you were saying, that stands up. You know, you could literally pre-order your your ticket on www.event, like E-V-E-N-T, bright, B-R-I-T-E, dot com. All you have to do is put in the search tab, Sweetwater Wrestling Fan Fest, and right there you could pre-order your ticket. You beat the line, okay? You actually beat the line of people trying to get in. You will be let in first at 5.30 p.m., which gives you even more access to the wrestlers at meet and greet. You actually get to get your own seat. And on top of that, you get to buy the merchandise or food before everyone else because you're going to beat what is expected to be a full house that night, including which apparently the city of Sweetwater is expecting over 300 people. So basically, guys, imagine that you're beating 300 people inside. So what what more can you ask for? But go ahead. Yeah, what else can you ask for? Absolutely. I mean, it's free. You can't go wrong, and it's right before the holidays. So I know you've been spending a lot of money at that time. You already had Black Friday, spent a lot of cash. Take them out to a free wrestling show. This might be your actual first show for wrestling. And guess what? It's on the house. So December 9th, Hodemaskimosa Youth Center in Sweetwater, Florida, 250 Southwest 114th Avenue. Get an opportunity there to speak to Glacier one-on-one. Former WCW uh, professional wrestler will be in the house. George, let's quickly here talk a little about some of the stuff that's happening. Well, I want to first start off here. With the fact that CM Punk, your good old boy CM Punk, is making a return uh, to MMA, allegedly. Nothing has been said, nothing has been settled, but they did post out a picture that, uh, as they use, Punk uh, training camp has begun. Now, we don't know exactly where he's going to fight, uh, who he's going to fight. We don't know if he's going to return with the UFC, if he's going to go to Bellator. We don't know. But what we do know is that he is training. But, of course, the Internet always likes to jump to the conclusion, and they've already given him a fight without actually having a fight. But either way, listen, if Punk were to return, if indeed he is, he is coming back for a fight, you've got to give this guy a, an absolute bum. You have to give this guy an on one guy. But since now the UFC is into this money fight, why not give him Jason David Frank, George? Mm-hmm. Please, do me that favor, Dana. No, I, I agree. And right there, like all the money that you thought that you probably threw out out there, all the, you know, it could be literally gained back with just that mega fight. Just that alone. Jason David Frank versus CM Punk has been asked for, uh, you know, it's been pleaded, it's been asked it, like all fans are asking for it. Jason David Frank is asking for it. That, mon- that fight right there is pure money. It's dollar signs in your eyes. And if Dana ever thought that he possibly lost money in anything, this is the opportunity where he could gain it all back just with that fight alone. So, yes, I agree. It, 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 please let it happen. You, you've already had a couple of freak shows already. Why not? And plus... This is not even a freak show. I mean, Jason David Frank does have a background in martial arts. Put him up against CM Punk. Put him up against CM Punk, please, Dana White. Make this fight happen. Let's do it. Trust me, you're going to get a lot of those fans watching UFC Prop, potentially fans that have never even seen MMA, but they're going to do it to see both of these guys square off. By the way, did you see that comment that Jason David Frank wants to have the Green Ranger killed off like Logan? Really? 
He wants the Green Ranger to be killed off just like Logan? That's right. Just like in the movie Logan. I, I don't think that could ever happen. Uh, like, I've never seen the Green Ranger, like, even thought about a Power Ranger being killed off. Wouldn't that harm kids? I guess, but then they're talking, remember, that we're talking about a more mature uh, Power Ranger, so why not? Uh, I guess, but it's just, I can't imagine that. Imagine for all the kids that grew up watching the Green Ranger, or all the ones that, because believe it or not, there's adults that are parents now that grew up watching the Green Ranger that will tell their younger kids, hey, I grew up watching this guy. You know, this that's a that's why it's a it's a good segue. But that but that's what I'm saying. I grew up watching the Green Ranger, and these kids get attached to that Green Ranger. Uh, like JCW Frank has one of the longest lines I've ever seen at Comic Cons, mind you. So the guy's popularity is definitely there, even for the younger generation. Can you imagine how those younger generations will feel if they killed off one of those favorite characters? It'd be a hell of a movie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you this though. CM Punk though also went on the record and saying that. Ginger Mahal might break his record. Remember, CM Punk at one time held um, the title for over 430-something days until now Asuka defeated that record. But if we talk about the WWE Championship, you know, CM Punk still holds that record. So he went and said that Ginger Mahal might um, succeed uh, in, in defeating that record. That'd be pretty kind of kind of neat. Yeah, it would be kind of neat. I'd I guess you could say it'll be original, which, of course, is very important. But basically, whatever gets the attention of the audience, whatever gets the attention of, of everyone involved, listen, to me, it's not even about need, it's not even about original, it's about attention. And what gets that attention, and if, it, if that's what it happens, then by all, by all means, look at what's happening with Bray Wyatt, for instance. This is a perfect example. Look what's happening with Bray Wyatt now, you know, with this whole Sister Abigail thing. The Sister Abigail thing has been going on for years, okay? And there's a point that even people were like, eh, Sister Abigail, eh. So now he brought it back again. And now he looks more demonic and more scarier than ever. So now they have the attention again. Not because it's neat, not because it's original, not because of anything, but because the attention is there. So I guess you could say as long as the attention is there, that's a good thing. Why not? Well, we do know that we were informed the rumored match for Survivor Series will be Jinder versus Brock Lesnar in a non-title match. Would be pretty neat. You get the two champions facing each other off representing the brand. Uh, so that, that, that's a pretty cool NR. And now, furthermore, Ric Flair had his little own uh, Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. And in it, he had himself, of course, right? The Rock, Austin, and Hogan. Ah, you and I are having a little conversation that you say the Macho Man uh, was left off this. But, you know, but what the hell? You might as well. Roddy Piper, too, played a big role. He's, he's up there. He's a guy that transitioned into movies, just like all these four guys. They became very um, synonymous, well-known in, in, in pop culture. But I think this is kind of fair. Hogan, Flair, Rock, and Austin. Yeah, it like, to me, like, we were talking about this off the air. And I was kind of like discussing with you about who should have been there. Like, oh, this guy is better than this guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Those four names are prime example. Uh, great names. Great. You, it's hard to compete with those four people. It's hard because Rock, of course, uh, you know, you just name him and you could say everything about him. WWE, actor, football, every, uh, motivational speaker. Uh, Austin, the leader of the Attitude Era. Hogan, the, the man why sports entertainment it is what it is today. 
you know, Ric Flair, the legend Ric Flair. But I feel like there's sometimes one person missing, and I still go by this opinion, and that's the Macho Man Randy Savage. And if you ask me who should I replace in that for, I nothing against The Rock. I have nothing against the guy. But I feel like he could be replaced by Mach because the Macho Man, not Daniel Bryan, because a lot of people think it's Daniel Bryan, Macho Man is the guy who established the, hey, you don't need to be a big guy to be a champion when he fought Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Okay, so he made history with that, and I feel like he should have been in the Mount Rushmore. It's pretty much a majority that will be all 80s guys, man, is Austin. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's the fact that Macho Man is the guy who established that. Not Daniel Bryan, not Chris Benoit, not Eddie Guerrero, God bless you. Uh, not anyone. Macho Man Randy Savage was the guy that established that. No one else. Well, do you agree with us? Want to hear your comments? Send us an email, info at theromanshow.com. That's info at theromanshow.com. Or call us on our hotline, 786-942-9424. Okay, well, just to remind you, on November 4th, huge. we got a huge festival taking place if you like or love 80s rock. you got Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Cheap Trick, Sebastian Bach, Duckin, Quiet Riot, Leonard Skinner and a whole lot more is going to be taking place in Pembroke Pines at the C.B. Smith Park. That's on November 4th and 5th. Tickets are on sale right now. Also, Halloween is around the corner, but make sure to get your freak on or your fright on at the Halloween House of Horror going on right now as we speak all the way to November 4th. It's located at the International Mall, 1455 Northwest, 107th Avenue, 1455 Northwest 107th Avenue in the Ralph, Florida. Do not miss it. Trust me, it's a lot of fun and a lot of scares. So make sure you get your tickets and head on over to the House of Horror. All right, coming up next, Lifelink joins us right now on the program to talk about their latest EP, which dropped last month. Their EP, Love Loss, is streaming right now as we speak on Spotify and the rest of the streaming services. Check out Love Lost streaming now, but first... Listen to Lifelink right now on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on our social media at Roman D at the Roman Show uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, Roman Show Media, and as well on our YouTube account, Roman R Roman 201. Well, thanks so much again for tuning in, and uh, it's a pleasure to have the boys of LifeLink right now on the program. The Arizona band uh, is right now released their latest single, Love Lost, and right now it's a pleasure to have Ross and Luke. Of the band, we got the vocalist and the bassist both here on the Roman Show. Boys, thanks so much uh, for taking your time and speaking to us. Yes, yeah, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, we got both of you guys here. So, if you guys want to chime in at this, uh, you know, one speaks first and the other one follows, that's cool with me. So, we'll just take it from there. So, the lead single, Terminal, uh, it's been out already for a while. And by the way, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the rest of the platforms. But, can you tell us a little bit about the single itself, Terminal? What what are the lyrics behind it and the motivation um, for this song? Um, well, 
song Terminal is about pretty much just um, being like infected with like depression and how like when you love somebody you kind of just turn that on them and they get almost the same strictness that you're dealing with. So this song, of course, has probably reached out to some of the fans. What has been the reaction uh, from the fans when you're at the shows, especially since it has this message behind it? Um, actually, like I, it's been really surprising because it just came out recently, and mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting a lot of kids to know like a lot of the words, and they've already known the words. A lot of kids have been talking to me about it, and it it seems to be having a really positive like outcome for all the kids that are jamming it. So I really appreciate it. And when when did the writing come about for this song? I mean, what what were you guys doing? Did you, did you guys write it all together, or did you yourself write it, Luke? Um, well, for the most part, Josh and Calm write all the guitar parts, and they write the music, and then they show it to the rest of the band, and we all just tweak it around, and then I finish it off with the lyrics, and I do most, like, all the lyrics, and so it's like a, a collective thing that we all do, but, yeah. yeah. And one thing about you guys that I've noticed, and Ross, I guess this question is for you: how you have, how you and and Luke play with the with with the guitars and the basses. You guys feed off each other. It has that that good chemistry, which is kind of cool. Because um, usually in this type of genre, um, metallic hardcore, you hear more the the screaming, the yelling, but you guys play back and forth. It's like you guys are in sync, which is real cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely like to feed off each other's energy. Luke and I have been in bands together since we were. 15, 16 years old. This is probably like our third or fourth band together now, and obviously the most successful um, and the hardest we've ever pushed the band. So I think that we just have good energy together since forever since we've known each other for a long time. So you say you guys have been in previous bands uh, prior. So how did you guys come together? Tell us the story here. Uh, Luke and I met each other in high school. Um, we started a, a band back then, um, and so on and so forth, different bands, shitty bands. Uh, and then we were actually on tour with our last band, and we needed a fill-in guitar player, and that's how we met Calm, our, our, the guitar player that we have now. We were four pieces Lifelink when we first started Lifelink, and then uh, we met Josh about two and a half years ago, and then he came with us to record our last EP just to kind of feel it out, see if you like this, see if you like music, all that stuff. Um, threw a little bit of hand in writing that um, last minute in the studio. And uh, here we are today, and then we got our good buddy Mike, who has been a friend of ours forever and been involved in the music scene, been in a ton of bands, and we picked him up the past year. And uh, we've just been touring a lot together ever since. We've got a really solid lineup right now. So since both of you guys have that experience of being in, in some bands that didn't turn out to be, didn't turn, turn out the way you want it to be, what is the secret here to, to, to find that, hey, you know, I think we got that sync. You know, we got that, this band synchronized. We're gonna, we got something here together. I think it was mostly just trial and error. Uh, as we were kids, we didn't really know what we were doing. Like, I mean, even with the first tours, like, I, I remember me and Luke did our first tour when we were like 18 years old, and I booked it off uh, Facebook. Um, and I didn't know we had needed to get guarantees. It's not something I thought about, you know. It just We just wanted to get on the road. I remember watching like an athlete dying DVD. They talked about how, like his parents talked about how he just would tour constantly without money, without worries, just get out there and do it. And that's what made us like dying successful. They're just, they're driven force. So it was a lot of trial and error. Uh, there was one point on that tour, the first one was like a month long, where we didn't have guarantees. We literally had a panhandle to make money to be able to get to the next show. Rather than just, you know, calling somebody, getting money and turning around and going home, we 
really just like pushed and pushed and pushed and learned from our mistakes. Uh, so I feel like we've made a lot of mistakes with our last bands and we just learned from them and we kind of have a better handle uh, what we're doing now. I'm not saying we know exactly what we're doing. We're learning every day, um, but we definitely got the uh, a lot of the mistakes out of the way before with the other bands and started new and, and just really just are going at it now. And this question is for Luke. I'm looking at a video here of Love Lost and uh, how, how you interact with the fans. I can see some crowd surfing. You're passing the mic with the fan. What's that energy you get off of fans, you know, them singing with you? That, that's, like, pretty much the best thing about shows is, like, the fact that this band that we're in right now, like, it has an actual poll where kids want to sing the lyrics and, like, it's so much more personal. It's not just, like, you're on the stage and you're you're doing a performance. It's, like, no, everybody's involved. Everybody's wanting to, like, get it out. So it's awesome. So you guys have been hitting the road. You guys have been on tours. Uh, are we going to be seeing be seeing you guys uh, tour in the fall or early next year? Uh, we actually are about to announce a tour today, actually in like an hour. Uh, wow. We have a tour. Uh, I'll talk about it now, I guess. Um, we're announcing a tour. They're going to be the Love Lost uh, release tour. Pretty much just hitting all the spots we didn't hit on this tour now. We're actually sitting on our van in upstate Washington right now. Um, we have a, a show we're playing tonight in Bremerton. Um, so pretty much throughout this tour, we've been booking our next one, and we're going to hit all the spots we didn't hit, like in the Midwest and uh, some Southwest spots as well. And that's going to be with Genesis Company, uh, my brother's band from uh, Tempe, Arizona, and then a band called Hold Close from Springfield, Missouri. They're a very, very cool band. Both bands are great. And uh, the one's going to jump on, and one's going to jump off, and we're just going to kind of try to finish the United States part well, make- get this record possible. Make sure you, you add Florida in there somehow, some way into your into your stop yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Yeah, we'll be back that probably in December. Sweet, sweet, sweet. But then we'll be hurricane free, so you're more than yeah. welcome to come to Florida and enjoy our beautiful sun. But uh yeah, but, All right, I gotta ask you, who's the wrestling fan here? Because I, I noticed this this one flyer here. You got Homer Simpson and you got some cartoons there that kinda look like CM Punk. So and it's for the suck it across America too. So who who who's the big wrestling fan, or all of you guys wrestling fans, or how did it come all about? Are, all of us are wrestling fans. Everybody loves pro wrestling. But the tour was actually a tour that was done um, a year ago that our one of our agents, Sean Mott, had put together, and it's a tour that like he's trying to do annually. So we jumped on this one. <laughs> but yeah, with pro wrestling, I mean, come on, everybody loves that. All right. So so who are, who are your favorites? And you guys Mick can take Foley. a step at it. Mick Foley? Yeah. How about you, Ross? Yeah, but first shirts we did a big old slap of Mick Foley and Mr. Stocko on it. <laughs> so how, how cool would it be that you guys maybe produce a song for a wrestler? I would love that. To walk out to you, like a wrestler walking out to it? Yeah. That would be insane. That would be insane. Yeah. Code <laughs> Orange, I think, just topped everybody right now. They just did a performance. The very first. Yeah, the only person, only live band ever performed during a wrestling match it was Code Orange Kids, and that is absolutely phenomenal. That's crazy, man. That's such a cool thing to do. Yes, yes. And I remember, I think it was WrestleMania 17 or something. Yeah, the yeah. Drowning Pool performed live. Motorhead, you know, they did the Triple H song. They performed yeah, live. Yeah, we have yeah, and I think um, at one time, can't remember what WrestleMania was, but Limp Biscuit performed Undertaker's song live. Um, I didn't know that. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, Undertaker had his American Badass gimmick, and uh, 
they came out and performed uh, their their song right there. And then uh, you're right, the the band I can't remember, excuse my mind, but the one they did for uh, Bray Wyatt, they performed it live uh, recently. So that mine. Well, you know, I, I got a lot, but I'm gonna have to go with the Rock because the guy loves to talk crap. But uh, if you I'm ask me. That's yeah. Next <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it seems like it. It seems like it. <laughs> Heck, if Trump did it, why not? Right. I mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't get much worse. Rock's gonna be <laughs> but you know, if, if you ask me modernly, I, I think I like AJ Styles. The guy is, is just. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why they call him the phenomenal one, right? That guy is just yeah. awesome. But really, really awesome. The guy is super cool and and his moves and. It's amazing. So, so do, do you guys? Are, are you on the road? Do you guys check out Monday Night Raw every now and then, or, or SmackDown? Oh, dude, we don't get to watch TV too often. Pretty really good to be able to watch. If I get to sleep in the hotel once a week, I'll watch Jerry Springer. That's about it. <laughs> Is that even still on? I mean, I, I just catch a little glimpse on Facebook <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, when I was in school, I remember I would sneak it in lunch hour just to get a sneak peek at it, but our teachers would hate for us to watch it because of all the nonsense, but man, it was, that was a lot of fun. So when can we expect new music, guys? I mean, are, are we going to work on a new album? When when can we oh, expect yeah. the stuff? I mean, that's kind of hard. We, I mean, the process for um, our new EP, Love Lost, I mean, it took a while within itself. We recorded it in December. Wow. So now that it just came out a week ago, uh, literally a week ago today, um, I mean, the process of getting it out will probably take a while. Uh, Tom, ever since we got home from our last tour in January, while we were kind of prepping for this, has just been really going at it and working extremely, extremely hard on um, getting some new songs ready and stuff. So we had skeletons of a ton of songs. But then obviously the whole process of, you know, getting everyone on the same page and, you know, tweaking and writing and then get Luke in there on top of it and having them write lyrics and then having to go record it and then submit it to a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's, it's going to be a while. Um, we've talked about possibly doing a split with another band. We have two songs that we want to put out before full length. Um, so, I mean, I would like to get a, a, a few new songs out maybe next spring or next summer. That would be ideal. And, and are you the type of band that will release single by single? Like, I, I just noticed right nothing more. I mean, I, I think I pretty much have heard half of the album, maybe 70% of the album, because every week they release a song. So, and we hear other bands like Seven Dust that they're like, you know what, we're not gonna, we're gonna skip the album thing and we're just gonna release a song a week or something like that. What, yeah, I think it has some benefits. There's a band, uh, uh, Counterparts, is kind of doing that right now. Uh, with, I think they released about four singles for mm-hmm. it, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. I think it has benefits, um, but also it also has some 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 cons to it as well. Because for me, at least, I, I, I want to hear a single, and then I want to get hooked on the new, like, the excitement of the new record, and then just sit down and listen to it all at once. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're over-teasing a record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I honestly prefer, like, the classic release a single than release a record way. Yeah, I mean, just nothing like it. You know, back then it was Tuesdays, now it's Fridays, but, you know, when you would go to the store, pick up, and, and you just can't wait to get your hands on that, on that CD and, you know, pop right. it in your car or whatever and just drive yeah. away and just listen to it. But now... It's like they, they, they just keep teasing you and teasing you by giving you a single. By the end of the by the the time that the album comes out, you you pretty much heard it all. And then sometimes yeah. the rest of the album isn't as good as the singles they've released. So they're like, really, man? You made me wait for this? Yeah, there was actually a company that tried to do something like that from Canada, 
where you essentially uh, you put on a mailing list on an email email blast list where they would release a single. So you write twelve songs for a record, mm-hmm. and they release a single for you once every month. Wow. And it was it, it didn't really catch on from what I hear, um, but I know that there was some bands trying to do it, some bigger bands. I can't remember who exactly. But I, I, I just, that's just not really what I like. I want to be able to listen to the whole record front to back and be surprised. I don't want to like have heard half the record. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, boys, Luke and Ross, I want to thank you so much for taking some time and speaking to us. You can listen to their latest hit. You got Terminal and the one that just recently was released, Love Lost. It's on our website, theromanshow.com, and you can hear or stream their music on several platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Boys, Luke Ross. Thank you so much for taking your time, and we hope to catch you here in Florida very, very soon, man, and ready to get in the pit and rock on. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Awesome, guys. Same here, man. Thanks, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George. Well, to top things off, we're going to talk some mixed martial arts and then then some. Uh, Well... You know, we got the fight between McGregor, or no, sorry, Bisping and Michael Bisping and uh, George St. Pierre coming up in November, November 4th, actually, for the uh, Walter Wade title. But since the UFC is in this money, big fight, the fight that makes sense here, George, and if McGregor does defeat Michael Bisping, you have to pair up GSP versus Conor McGregor. Now, Dana White did say in the, in the most recent pay-per-view, that McGregor's next fight will be against Tony Ferguson. And Tony Ferguson now is the interim lightweight champion. But now you have McGregor being the lightweight champion, so you're going to unify it. So here's my thing. If you want money, you have to put McGregor versus GSP. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is what they're waiting for. If you were just to wait to have McGregor and Ferguson going at it, and then imagine, imagine McGregor loses. Imagine, there goes the fight. You have to hold McGregor, as much as fans are going to hate it, you have to hold McGregor to pair him up against GSP and put him together in that big Super Bowl fight card that they they have. Yeah, uh, you know, again, bro, I can't explain how many times I've said this on this show. When you push McGregor into a wall, that's when he becomes more dangerous. That's what some... People don't understand, and they could listen to this show over and over and over again, and they still won't understand it. When you push McGregor to the edge is when he's most dangerous. When you doubt a person, that's when they become most dangerous. When you think that a person can do it, when you push them to a point that they don't have any more decisions to make, that's when they're most dangerous. Let me ask you something, Mr. Roman. When someone tells you you cannot do it, Mentally, do you tell yourself, I can't do it? Or do you set yourself to say, I'm going to prove to that person that I can? Yeah, you prove, prove that person wrong. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. If you, the usual Rodolfo Roman becomes something bigger, something more, like with more energy, something with, with more, hey, I'm going to do this, whether you like it or not, just because that one person says, you can't. So imagine what's going to be like for a person like McGregor with the ego that he has, with people saying that you can't do it. You know, he went, what, eight rounds? Eight rounds with a professional boxer. 
in Floyd Mayweather. Mind you, one of the best boxers of all time in Floyd Mayweather. He went eight rounds. A lot of people can't do that. Now, if a boxer went into the MMA world, they probably can't last one. So what I'm trying to say is this. McGregor is a very, very dangerous man when he's doubted, when he's pushed against the wall, when all this is happening. And I guarantee you that's what's happening. And when he comes to, uh, you know, when, when it comes to fighting GSP, if this dream fight were to happen, I'm pretty sure we're not just going to get a normal, a, a boring GSP fight. We're going to see possibly a bloodbath. No, let's see. Let's check it out. And hopefully that does happen. Uh, moving forward, Ian, Uncle Creepy McCall, uh, asked for his uh, his departure from the UFC. It was granted. He is now joining Risen uh, and uh, taking place in Japan. He actually has his first fight or his first debut. His debut will be on December 29th. I want to remind everyone, this weekend on Saturday, um, October 21st, at 7245 Northwest 25th Street in Doral, Florida, PFL returns to action. That's 7245 Northwest 25th Street featuring great amateur mixed martial arts. Get your tickets right now before it's too late, and we will see you there this evening uh, coming up on Saturday at 6 p.m. Also, Titan FC returns to action. Yeah, Gleason De Jesus versus Jose Shorty Torres. Torres will be putting up his bantamweight title on the line, and it will take place in Pembroke Pines November 17th. Titan FC airs on UFC Fight Pass. You can watch yours truly on both of those events, so don't, do not miss it. Final topic, George. There's been a lot of talk. And by the way, I want to get it out of the way. Conor McGregor will not be appearing in WrestleMania, according to Dana White. According to Dana White, he text messaged Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon assured him, Dana White, that Conor or the WWE is not in a, they don't have any conversations between both of them in, uh, in an appearance of WrestleMania. However, Dana White did say, hey, it does not sound like a bad idea. So he left the door open there. He left it open. Now, Ronda Rousey is another one that's been rumored that he might be transitioning from MMA to pro wrestling. So Tyrone Woodley, uh, the champion uh, of the UFC, he went on and said, hey, if, if Ronda Rousey were to return, you know, who do you put him up against? You definitely don't want to put him up against uh, uh, Amanda Nunes because we know what's going to happen there. So, or, or any of these hard-hitting girls. So what fight do you put them up against? Well, they said Gina Carano. Gina Carano is a pioneer. She was the first, along with Chris Cyborg, to headline a big major MMA fight. But of course, Gina is away. She's doing movies just like Ronda is. But in a way, it does kind of, it would be kind of fun to watch that fight. If you want to see a one-round fight, sure. But, you know, listen... Ronda Rousey, I was a, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of her, her work in the MMA business. Uh, I'm not doubting it. But the girl lost, sorry, the woman lost to Holly Holm. Fair and square. Got knocked out in the middle of the octagon. Then she gets put with Amanda Nunes. Does not even, doesn't even get a chance to, to get some, you know, hits in with Amanda Nunes. And again, you're looking at Gina Carano, which you mentioned. Gina, again, is making movies. And on top of that, I feel like I heard somewhere that Gina said that she's no longer fighting. Mm. So let's take her out of the equation. So 
who do you put Ronda Rousey in that situation with? You have nobody, and on top of that, the, the division is not getting any weaker. Like, uh, who's this young lady that just put Nunes to the test? Uh, the Flamengo, yeah, Valentina. Yeah, uh, she took Nunes to the to the to the extreme, and that it was no feat. You live literally looking at the the pit bull who destroyed Ronda Rousey. So if you're you push that pit bull to the extreme, that means you're a good fighter. So what I'm trying to say is that the division is not getting any weaker. So Ronda already losing twice in a row, you're going to come back for another loss? You know, listen, I understand that you love MMA. You grew up with MMA. You, you have a family in MMA. You have a, a boyfriend, husband that loves MMA. All that good stuff. But there comes a time when it's time to end it all, and maybe pursue other things. I'm not trying to say, hey, go to wrestling. I'm saying maybe go to movies or do sitcoms or do stand-ups or do uh, this or that. You don't have to do wrestling, but I think your time in MMA is done. Right, and we shall see. Well, if you want to agree with us or you disagree with us, send us an email, info at theromanshow.com, and we'll read your comments right here on the air. All right, guys, this pretty much wraps up this episode of The Roman Show. Follow us on our uh, social media accounts, The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. With that being said, we'll catch you this weekend, uh, October 21st, at the PFO event, 7245 Northwest 22nd Miami, Florida, 305-394-9696. The number to call for ticket information. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. You haven't been on? You haven't been heard.